Well, this one is a doozy. I have some moments from a speech that Trump delivered in New York City at a New York Young Republicans event. As usual, he was very confused about numerous subjects. He tells a story about his grab them by the you know what comment. Super insane. We'll get to that. He defends his I want to be a dictator comment and so much more. So lots of stuff to look at beginning with this. Because I don't view him as a stupid guy. Is this the biggest con game in the world? I mean, does he really believe this? He goes to China over global warming, which they don't use anymore because it's not getting warmer. It's actually getting a little cooler. So now they call it climate change because climate change covers everything. If it gets warm, if it gets cold. Climate change is one of the greatest con jobs ever because global warming didn't work because, you know, remember and remember when they sent the boats out to the Arctic freezing, freezing cold and the scientists were in the boat, a big ship, and they were worried about the icebergs because they were melting and they had a little cold wave that lasted for about two days. And it was so vicious and so cold that the ice formed around the ship and started crushing the ship like it was a little... Remember, we had to send helicopters in to get them. The ship was just engulfed in ice. And they're talking about global warming. So we're destroying our country. It's honestly sad. I don't know if genuinely he doesn't understand or if he's just insulting his followers intelligence with comments like that it reminds me of the recent clips we've looked at of republicans saying that climate change is just when the seasons change and the audience eats it up as you saw there it's super strange now of course trump global warming is the phenomenon being referred to still the increase of average global temperatures due to the emission of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere and that causes numerous effects on the climate one of them being extreme weather in both directions, not to mention the destruction of ecosystems, threatening of our food supply, etc. But I guess it's good that the term climate change caught on because I guess global warming is too hard for people like Trump to understand when it still gets cold sometimes. Next clip, Trump says a general came to him, likely tears pouring down his face and said, when you called your bragging about sexual assault comment or your grab them by the you know what comment locker room talk that was the bravest thing i've ever seen but i went onto that stage just a few days later and a general who's a fantastic general actually said to me sir i've been on the battlefield men have gone down on my left and on my right i stood on hills where soldiers were killed but i believe the bravest thing i've ever seen was the night you went onto that stage with hillary clinton after what happened and then that woman asked you the first question about it and i said locker room talk it's locker room talk what the hell what are you talking locker room talk <laughs> that was not a great sure a general said that just like how melania tells you that she loves you right i'm sure a general said hey i've watched people die on the battlefield but you having to justify saying you sexually assault women is the bravest thing I've ever witnessed. Ridiculous. By the way, Trump was found liable for sexual abuse in a civil trial somewhat recently. I feel like we just stopped talking about that. So we have him on tape saying he sexually assaults women. Then after that, he is found liable for 
sexual assault party of family values then it's not a trump speech without him bizarrely and obsessively salivating over xi jinping the authoritarian leader of china forget us can you imagine president xi i have to say the press gets very angry when i call him a brilliant person I say he's brilliant, the next day article, he called President Xi a brilliant person, yeah. He controls 1.4 billion people with an iron fist. They want me to say he's just of average intelligence, okay? But the look, the whole thing, he stands in front of a million soldiers, they walk by, and they want me to say bad things, can't say bad things. But can you imagine guys like this, Putin, many of them, even like France, Macron, you know, he's tricky little guy <laughs> no but they're all sharp how about kim jong-un he's got more nuclear missiles i said can you do anything else let's go to a ball game or something did you ever and we became very friendly and they hate when they say that you know when they hear what we he does that same exact routine at every single speech as if it's just the most hilarious thing in the world he acts like every time he says that all the major media publications report on it. It's just not true. Now he said it so many times, every single speech, we get it. You admire authoritarian leaders of countries more than you admire all of our allies, leaders of democratic countries. You're obsessed with him because, oh my gosh, soldiers line up whenever he walks by. It's so amazing. It's really not news anymore. Very, very strange. Then he focuses in on Ron DeSanctimonious. You know what I love? I love when they say, we really want to run against Donald Trump. That's the one we want. How did they do in 2016, by the way? We want Donald Trump. We don't want to run against Ron DeSanctimonious with his high heels and his bobblehead bullshit, you know. No, he looks like a bobblehead doll. I don't like him because I endorsed him and, you know, I got him elected. This, you told me exactly. You were on the opposing party's campaign, opposing campaign. But, uh, you know, so I've said about DeSantis's lifted boots, I really don't care. There are a whole lot of things that I dislike about Ron DeSantis. He would be a horrible president. His footwear, not top of the list. I will say on his bobbling head thing, that's rather strange. I'll put some examples up next to me. But again, even though it is very funny, I'd take a bobbling head person who implements good policies any day of the week. It's the policies of Ron DeSantis that would be a complete and total disaster. But very strange. Then Trump doubles down on his Fox News town hall. Yes, I want to be a dictator moment. Bad. Uh, Baker today in the New York Times, he said uh, that I want to be a dictator. I didn't say that. I said I want to be a dictator for one day. But the New York Times said... And you know why I wanted to be a dictator? Because I want a wall, right? I want a wall, and I want to drill, drill, drill. That's true. So, well, we did. Before getting to what's important about that clip, an interesting accident took place there. He accidentally proved that he lies about the wall constantly. In one 40-second clip, he goes from saying, I want to be a dictator so that we can build a wall, but then the crowd starts chanting, build a wall. So then he goes, oh, well, we already did it. 
he's currently running simultaneously on both vote for me because i did good things like building the wall and also we need to build the wall he can't just admit that he failed on his campaign promise to build the entire wall but also wants to use that as a campaign promise for 2024 very wild but on the dictator comment i'd love someone to find me an example who is saying oh trump said he'd just be a dictator for one day do those things <laughs> find me an example of a dictator who was a dictator for a day then went you know what let's go back to our democratic system that would be never guys <laughs> and some politician random politician joking about wanting to be a dictator is obviously concerning enough but just some random politicians one thing trump on the other hand has already shown with his actions a complete lack of respect for our democracy and rule of law he did a very dictator wannabe thing in 2020 and 2021 when he tried to block the peaceful transfer of power not to mention his plans for a second term locking up his critics targeting media outlets he doesn't like the government should quote unquote come down hard on msnbc his words not mine etc every authoritarian has some reason they'll cite as the justification to centralize power his i guess is the border and oil production but obviously his intentions are far more sinister and i will note since there's this ridiculous talking point about oil production oil production's hitting new highs under joe biden breaking records in 2023 under biden so anytime you hear that point being made we need to start producing oil again in the united states or something they don't know what they're talking about they're lying we're beating our competitors such as Saudi Arabia and Russia and having a record year. One of the most misunderstood subjects in American politics right now. And by the way, in terms of the climate, that's not good. Biden may face backlash from a part of the left, but Fox News viewers who think he shut down domestic oil production are just being lied to. I do also want to mention lately, I've been trying to weave into stories a reminder about why Republicans should lose across the board in 2024. It's about Trump, absolutely. But it's also about down-ballot Republicans. And so let me quickly on that update you on a story that has become a nationally discussed situation as it should be. The Guardian reports the Texas Supreme Court stepped in late on Friday to temporarily stay a judge's ruling approving an abortion for a woman whose fetus has a fatal diagnosis, the latest development in a protracted legal wrangle over one of the most restrictive bans in the nation. So that's where things stand now. But to give you the context, this has to do with Kate Cox, a 31 year old Texas mother who intended on carrying her fetus to term. She was looking forward to it, excited about having her third child and then received devastating news from doctors that her fetus was no longer viable and that continuing to carry the fetus would threaten Kate's life and put her future fertility in jeopardy. She was 20 weeks pregnant, which under Texas law doesn't allow an abortion, but a Texas judge ruled that she should be allowed an emergency abortion. But then Ken Paxton, the vile attorney general of Texas, threatened to attempt to imprison any doctor who performs the procedure and sue any hospital. Her husband could even be prosecuted for aiding and abetting an abortion. This is what happens when Republicans legislate on abortion rights. And now as this gets litigated, she's not able to get the potentially life-saving medical care that she needs. Attorney General Ken Paxton is disgusting. 
these laws are disgusting. And let me connect this to once again debunking a right wing lie you're going to be hearing a lot of in the 2024 election season about abortions. When people fear monger about late term abortions, which this obviously wouldn't be with Kate Cox, a late term abortion, but these are the types of devastating situations that we're talking about. Republicans often insult Americans' intelligence and insult women who are in heartbreaking situations by saying that women are getting on-demand late-term abortions. You've heard that phrase so many times. It doesn't exist. It's a fabricated and vile lie because Republicans can't justify their own stance on the issue without it. And then when Democrats get asked about their stance on abortion and sort of give vague answers on if they would support a late-term abortion ban, this is why. It's not because anyone supports what Republicans refer to as on-demand late-term abortions. It's because these laws so often get it so wrong. In the case of Kate Cox, again, I know she's not an example of a late-term abortion, but it's these similar stories that take place with late-term abortions. For her, it was a rare fetal genetic abnormality that caused a fatal diagnosis. Often the complex scenarios that necessitate abortions aren't taken into account in law. So then because of the attorney general's forced to birth stance on abortion, he'd rather put her life in danger instead of allowing for a necessary medical procedure. And the law enables that. The decision is best left up to women and their doctors. And guess what? To every person who, because they watch a lot of Vox News or something, is really concerned about random, unnecessary late-term abortions, it just doesn't happen. So you can take a breath. It just doesn't exist. Doctors have spoken on this. They aren't being approached by people for that purpose. It's only medically necessary emergencies. And instead of letting someone like Ken Paxton decide if each situation is life-threatening enough based on the wording of the law or whatever it might be, we should let the professionals and women figure it out. Here's Pete Buttigieg during his 2020 presidential campaign making this point perfectly. You know, I think the, the dialogue has got so caught up on where you draw the line that we've gotten away from the fundamental question of who gets to draw the line. And I trust women to draw the line when it's their own. So, so just to be clear, just to be clear, you're saying that you would be okay with a woman well into the third trimester, deciding to abort her pregnancy. Look, the, these hypotheticals are usually set up in order to provoke a strong no, emotional... No, but in fairness, no, but, oh, right, so it's not hypothetical. There are 6,000 women a year who get abortions in the third That's trimester. right, representing less than 1% of cases. I know, but, but 6,000 pregnancies. Let's take ourselves in... Yeah. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of a woman in that situation. If it's that late in your pregnancy, that means almost by definition, you've been expecting to carry it to term. We're talking about women who have perhaps chosen a name, women who have purchased a crib, families that then get the most devastating medical news of their lifetime, something about the health or the life of the mother that forces them to make an impossible, unthinkable choice. And the bottom line is, uh, as horrible as that choice is, uh, uh, that woman, that family may seek uh, spiritual guidance, they may seek medical guidance, but it's, that decision's not going to be made any better, medically or morally, because the government is dictating how that decision should be made. That's exactly it. The situation they use to justify their horrible policies doesn't exist. 
really think about that. It just does, it's just fabricated, but it's so prominently discussed. As you saw the question being asked there by Chris Wallace. So this is my daily reminder to you. Yes, vote against Trump in 2024. We saw what he did on abortion rights and all these other issues last time when he was president, but also across the board. Even if you're not as progressive as me, we all have to reject Republicans until the party fundamentally changes. Well, it's been a while since I've covered one of these Steve Ducey going off script for a second and making his co-host wince moments, especially Brian Kilbean. He always gets very annoyed when Ducey has temporary moments of sanity. This, of course, coming from Fox and Friends on Fox News. And this one is particularly funny to watch. Before getting into that, please make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. And if you would hit the like button, that would be wonderful. And before playing the clip, let me give you the context right now. Unfortunately, one of the big political stories is the fact that Republicans are charging forward with their impeachment inquiry. Round two of sorts of Joe Biden, despite being embarrassingly unable to uncover any actual evidence of wrongdoing on the part of Joe Biden. They're accusing him of pretty much everything under the sun. It's sort of hard to keep up with. They're saying he was bribed, even though there's no evidence of a bribe to do certain things as vice president, even though there's no evidence of policy changes, as they'll sometimes admit, like Lisa McLean somewhat recently. So it's all very incoherent. I'll remind you again, the latest smoking gun, as they'll call it, a bombshell was Joe Biden helping Hunter Biden purchase a car and then Hunter paying him back for it. Bum, bum, bum. And they were saying that was proof of money being laundered to Joe Biden, which is ridiculous. So with that being said, here is Steve Ducey saying, I don't think they have the stuff that would justify an impeachment. And his co-host saying, Huh? I don't know how the White House continues to sell the American people two stories. Yeah. And when you have 70% of people, when you look at the polling, said if they would have known about the laptop before the prior election, it would have altered their opinion, their viewpoint of how they Steve, voted. Don't you think those districts where they have 18, the Republicans mm -hmm. are in those 18 states that voted for Joe Biden, they're scared to vote for an impeachment because they're scared they'll lose votes and they right. won't have a job. But don't you think if they do this inquiry, which we all right. are supportive of, sure. and if they find enough evidence, don't you think the voters are smart enough in those districts to say, you know yeah. what, we did vote for Biden, but this looks really bad. And, and absolutely, if they have the stuff, if they I mean, have the, the stuff, Republicans right. at this point don't have, they've got a lot of ledgers and spreadsheets, but they have not connected the dots. They've connected the dots, the Department of Justice did, on Hunter, but they have not shown where Joe Biden, uh, you know, did anything illegally. Now, here's, here's the other breaking news, and that is the Republicans are threatening contempt of Congress if Hunter does not show up for a closed-door deposition. Ultimately, uh, on this show, we've been calling for Hunter to go and sit in a chair on Capitol Hill in front of the TV cameras for the last year. Now, uh, Hunter's uh, lawyer, Abby Lowell, says he will do that. But yeah. Comer and uh, Jim Jordan yeah. say, no, it's not negotiable. He's got to be in private. Uh, according to Hunter Biden's team, they don't want to do it because of leaks. The problem, Steve, like that. is that you're talking about a criminal prosecution. And impeachment is not a criminal prosecution. It's a political procedure. So you don't have to find a conviction of a crime to get an impeachment. Now, the, the courts can do right, whatever they may. We're not at that stage yet. The, what I'm saying is, is that 
Everyone keeps saying, where are the goods for a law that was breaking? Right. The bottom line is it was unethical what happened. And that is enough for impeachment. Right. And and there is so much around. You don't have the exact deposits, but you have these shell companies where money is moving through. If they could start getting more transparency from the people and the requests uh, answered from archives on down, they'll be, be able to put those pieces together if they'll be able to put together. Uh, right now, you have a lot of money flowing in and out of the Biden family, and you have to wonder where that money is and why he only needs to pay $1.4 million in taxes. Judging by the money that was moving through Hunter Biden, it should be off the charts much higher than that. That's probably 1% of what he owes. And, uh, well, that was point, only four years. Yeah. Lawrence, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's not a criminal activity. Mm-hmm. And impeachment is a political right. finding, ultimately. And if they decide to, if they don't have the stuff, but mm-hmm. they decide to try to impeach him anyway, that could be trouble for those yeah. 18 Republicans. It's just priceless. Those moments are wonderful. I'll put up next to me a video of Brian Kilmeade's face zoomed in on it while Steve Ducey's saying, they don't have the stuff. And you can tell in Brian Kilmeade's face, him thinking, Steve, what are you doing? Our audience might actually learn something this morning. Accurate. Now, of course, Steve Ducey was correct in saying Republicans don't have the stuff. Now, he's still supportive of the inquiry, obviously. Otherwise, he'd be kicked off that show. But he's willing to at least admit they don't have the stuff, despite Republicans insisting otherwise. And to the other co-host's point, he said something like, It just needs to be unethical for Biden to be impeached. They're accusing Biden of being bribed. That would be a crime. Now, yes, you would not need to wait for a criminal conviction on that to impeach a president, of course, but you would need proof of bribery if that's what you're accusing him of. And if the closest thing you have is Biden loaned his brother money and then got paid back for it or helped his son buy a truck and got paid back for it, you're not even in the universe of bribery. And by the way, the fact that Republicans don't have anything on Biden seems to be causing them to push even more wacky, incoherent theories. We talked about last week, the fact that Hunter Biden was indicted for tax evasion in California, sort of expected. We had reporting beforehand indicating that was going to happen. And the response from me and many others was, heck yeah, uphold the law. Even if it's a Biden, it's really that simple. I will note because of all the right-wing theories about Joe Biden, that are baseless. This has nothing to do with Joe Biden. It's Hunter Biden's issues. And again, hold him accountable. And Republicans have been perpetuating for some time now the idea that the DOJ is protecting Hunter Biden. But then he just got indicted for a second time by that DOJ, the first one on a gun-related charge and this on tax evasion. So, huh? Maria Bartiromo has an answer for our confusion. I'm just wondering if the timing of this indictment on Hunter Biden uh, is uh, a partly cover up because the DOJ had this information. They've been sitting on this for a long time, but they decided to indict Hunter Biden the weekend before he was supposed to go under oath in a closed door testimony. So I guess how their narrative still makes sense to be saying the DOJ is protecting Hunter Biden by indicting him twice is it's a strategically timed indictment to continue covering up the massive Joe Biden crimes that we just can't find. What if Hunter Biden just did some things wrong and now he's being held accountable for that and Joe Biden, like a principled president, isn't interfering with the prosecution of his son? It's a little bit simpler of an explanation than Biden's directing 
the DOJ to indict his son to cover up his own crimes and also still to protect his son in this 4D chess sort of way. By the way, James Comer tried to push that similar nonsense idea during an interview with Jake Tapper on CNN, and Tapper wasn't having it. And my concern is that Weiss may have uh, indicted Hunter Biden to protect him from ah, having to be deposed yes. in, the, in the House Oversight Committee yes. on Wednesday. He but indicted we him to protect him. Yes. The classic rubric. He indicted him to protect him. I got it. Well, look, this whole, this, this, Jake, this whole thing's been about a cover-up. You know, you've got two. That's why he indicted concerns. him to, to protect him, to, to cover it up. Well, he, look, you indict him on the least little thing, the gun charge and not paying taxes. He's facing like 17 I mean, additional years in prison. I love how sassy Jake Tapper gets sometimes. And that is how hosts should treat people they're interviewing when the person perpetuates such illogical nonsense. I will keep going back to, though, when we see all of this and think, why would they keep embarrassing themselves and charge forward with a baseless impeachment after so many investigations that turned up nothing? It's because all of this actually is achieving what they'd like it to. You're seeing headlines like this, CNN, House impeachment inquiry enters crucial week as Republicans prepare for key vote. NBC, House Republicans unveil resolution to authorize Biden impeachment inquiry. New York Times, what we know about the impeachment case against Biden. Now, if you dive into the reporting, as you should do, they will explain correctly that the actual facts don't back up the allegations being made by House Republicans. But what's so aggravating is what I just showed you, that's the point of all this. Republicans are succeeding even though they're failing miserably. And what I mean by that is the goal for House Republicans is not actually to prove that Biden is corrupt because even they know if he was actually corrupt, they would have found the proof by now. The goal is to just muddy the waters enough going into the 2024 election. And now all these headlines have the name Biden next to the word impeachment over and over and over again. Biden impeachment inquiry. What to know about the Biden impeachment and I'm just telling you, a lot of people don't keep up with politics anywhere as closely as you probably do. And so that does the trick. They'll know that the allegations are disputed. Democrats are saying one thing, Republicans are saying another. But think, well, surely if all this hubbub is taking place, all these hearings, votes, all of it, there has to be something about Biden that's sort of corrupt, right? All this couldn't be happening around him if there was nothing. That's what people will think. And boom, Republicans have achieved what they're trying to. Now the elections between one person who, I don't know, a lot of people are saying is corrupt, Biden, and another who's actually corrupt, Trump. And they've evened the playing field a little bit and confused enough people to think maybe they're somewhat comparable, which they're not at all, like whatsoever. Well, this is just a funny, let's have a giggle sort of story. As I'm sure you all know, Donald Trump is currently in the middle of a civil fraud trial in New York in relation to what a judge has already determined was fraud committed by Trump and his organization. And so now damages are being decided on. And one of Trump's attorneys, Alina Abba, defiantly declared that Trump is not a coward and thus he will appear to testify on Monday today. He will not cower. He will show up and give them whatever the hell they want. So brave, right? Well, as Mice Touch reports, 
uh, then we'll watch the clip. And in all caps, rant Donald Trump announced Sunday on his social media website that he will not appear in court Monday to testify in the New York civil fraud case brought by Attorney General Letitia James. Trump's two-part post reiterated numerous lies already spread by Donald Trump about the prosecution, falsely claiming that the charges were Biden directed and repeating the same failed defenses that have already been shot down by Judge Arthur Ngoron. So that being said, here is Alina Abba last week. He is so firmly against what is happening in this court and so firmly for the old America that we know, not this America, that he will take that stand on Monday. He will open himself up to whatever they want because he's not afraid. People that are afraid cower. President Trump doesn't cower. We'll be back on Monday. I mean, that's just funny. Come on. If you're going to say he doesn't cower, so he'll testify Monday that he announces he's not testifying, gonna accidentally called him a coward. Now, I don't have the energy to read all of his rants on True Social, but for our video viewers, I'll give you a sense of what they looked like up on screen next to me. Just a total meltdown over the civil fraud trial, an all caps explosion, the likes of which you've never seen before. Um, all of his normal things, the real frauds on the part of the court. Letitia James is horrible in all those different ways. And it's all coordinated by Biden, blah, 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 blah. Which who thinks that makes any sense? I just can't get my mind around how you kind of connect all those dots. This guy who the right wing says doesn't know where he is, Biden. He's just completely clueless. He's also implementing the largest conspiracy in American history to weaponize prosecutors, judges, courts, grand juries, all against Trump. Every jurisdiction Biden somehow controlling, but also he doesn't know where he is and he can't talk. Something's off about that. Here was Alina Abba after it became sort of unclear if Trump would show up, changing her tune a little bit and delivering quite the word salad. The former president from this testimony, can you tell us now whether or not he will definitely testify on Monday, Alina? Yeah, let me be very clear. I discouraged the former president from getting on a stand with a gag order. I would never discourage the former president from testifying because uh, quite honestly, our plan up until now was to have him testify. He always wanted to testify and he should testify. When he has nothing to hide, it's the best thing you could do is put this great witness on that is going to stand up and tell you the truth. But the judge in this matter this week, we asked him to lift the gag order so that he could testify fully and completely. If he sees people whispering and creating a ruckus next to him, and he has a right to address that so that the record is complete, and so do his lawyers. Uh, that was why we said, this is not fair, this is rigged, this is a banana republic. Don't give them the, the energy of you coming in the room. Now, he already has took, taken the stand on this case. He took the stand on the case in the AG's case. Now we want him on our case, but I would say, and I still say, that having any client get on a stand with a gag order as limited or large as this is a First Amendment violation, and you should not respect the court and give them the opportunity to hear you. Mm. But he is going to take the stand regardless, and he will navigate it. So, uh Did anyone understand what she just said there? Listen, Martha, he's going to take the stand, and he's going to navigate it perfectly. And also, he's not showing up and taking the stand, okay? He's gagged. He shouldn't be gagged. It's a violation of his First Amendment. No, it's not. And even though he's gagged, he is going to show up and navigate it perfectly. She said both in that one clip. Also, we're a banana republic. I honestly didn't follow what she was saying there. And then something about people whispering. I caught that. And that might be in relation to this as mice touch 
also referenced in the article I previously read from. It's unclear how Donald Trump not being allowed to threaten the judge's principal law clerk would affect his testimony about his company's alleged fraud schemes, which seemed to be what she was saying in relation to the whispering and the gag order. Trump's not allowed to go after and target the staff of the judge, and he had been doing that a bunch with the clerk. And of course, no gag orders are not a violation of the First Amendment. And while Trump is dealing with the civil fraud trial, his former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, is dealing with legal troubles of his own. Take a look at this. Jury selection begins today in the defamation case against former Trump attorney and friend Rudy Giuliani. A federal judge has already found the former New York City mayor liable for defaming two Georgia election workers after the 2020 election. So this trial that begins today is to determine how much he'll have to pay those workers. Let's go out to Washington with national political correspondent Avajoy Burnett. Avajoy, what more do you have for us? Hey, good morning, everyone. Well, Rudy Giuliani, he failed to turn over necessary documents in this defamation case. So in August, a judge in this courthouse behind me ordered him to pay tens of thousands of dollars for the attorney fees for those two Georgia election workers. And then today, a jury will be selected to figure out just how much in damages he will have to pay them as well. Rudy Giuliani, a man with a five-decade history as an attorney, is now fighting legal battles of his own. In August, the federal judge ruled that Giuliani is liable for defamation and intentional infliction of emotional distress after he falsely accused Georgia election workers Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss of election fraud while pushing Donald Trump's unproven claims about the 2020 election. It's a tape earlier in the day of Ruby Freeman and Shea Freeman Moss and one other gentleman quite obviously, surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine. I mean, it's, outsta it's, it's obvious to anyone who's a criminal investigator or prosecutor, they are engaged in surreptitious illegal activity. According to court documents, Giuliani's months-long effort to smear Freeman and Moss's reputation resulted in violent and racist threats. The mother and daughter have spoken publicly of their ordeal. Now I won't even introduce myself by my name anymore. I get nervous when I bump into someone I know in the grocery store who says my name. I'm worried about who's listening. So this is a case we've talked a good bit about. These two election workers, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, were just participating in our democratic process, giving their time and energy to help the day-to-day -day operations of democracy function. And then they randomly became the center of these right-wing conspiracy theories and have been threatened, had to move, just all sorts of hindrances to their life because people like Rudy Giuliani, Trump, and others decided to lie about them. And one of the, as you saw noted in that video, absurd parts of the theory was Ruby Freeman handed a flash drive to Shea Moss and that was being used to do fraud or something. Then in reality, it was a mint. So the jury selection is underway on that case. They'll be deciding just on how much Giuliani will have to pay. He already lost. Then they're deciding on damages. And I will say often accountability takes a while to play out. But with Trump's criminal trials, civil litigation like this, Giuliani, of course, also indicted in the Georgia Trump case. Hopefully we will see the proper level of accountability eventually for the all-out assault on our democracy.
Before we go, don't forget to become a member at LukeBeasleyShow.com slash membership to get the daily bonus show Monday through Friday. Plus, follow me on threads at Luke official Instagram at LukeBeasleyOfficial, X at LukeBeasley. Sign up for the Beasley Brief, a daily morning newsletter that summarizes the previous day's events by going to LukeBeasleyShow.com slash brief and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And I'll talk to you all next time.